0: This week we'll be talking about Guerrilla confirming the PlayStation 5 Horizon multiplayer game. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 coming next fall. Death Stranding 2 is confirmed. And Death Stranding Movie is coming from Kojima Productions. This week in what we've been playing we're talking about. The new Witcher 3 next-gen update. Vampire Survivor on mobile. More from Marvel's Midnight Suns, Pokemon Violet, Forspoken. All of this and more on season six, episode 49 of Press X Start Podcast. Here we go. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, aka. Sexy Bad Choices. AKA. So, Pokemon has this weird, like, hip-hop thing happening in one of the gym leaders, and it's kind of uncomfortable. We'll talk about that. Who else is here? I am Sean M.F. Ross. what the M.F. stand for?
1: Pocket Man. Oh, wait. M- Not Rocket M- Man M- like Elton John, but
0: Pocket Man. Pocket Man. Man. Else now. Oh, snap. All right. Okay. Don't ask. <laughs> and who else we have? It's me, Avery. Consistency is king. Nailed it. All right. Now you know who we are. Press X Start Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. On YouTube, get our gaming news breakout on Tuesdays, what we've been playing on Thursdays, and the whole thing as a podcast on Friday. If you're watching on YouTube, as I just said, YouTube, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are using. Thank you. If you want to join our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at pressxnumber 2 startcom slash Discord. Thank you again.
1: If you're subscribed to our OnlyFans, we also thank you.
0: Oh, yes. If you are subscribed to our OnlyFans, thank you for all the tips. We appreciate it. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Not all your friends, just your cool friends. All right. Uh, Now that you've done that and you have joined our OnlyFans, apparently, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, we can finally jump into gaming news. Avery, what's happened in the game's news?
2: This was a relatively, I want to say, light news week in terms of big news and announcements. So bear with me now as I comb through some stories I found, I guess, particularly interesting. Uh so this first story we have is from Ethan Gotch from Kataka.com. Gorilla confirms a horizon multiplayer game starring new characters. So as we talked about earlier, I was a month ago, PlayStation was in the process of releasing at least three new SKUs of Horizon. That we were getting a Horizon remake for PlayStation 5 using the assets from Horizon 1, which being made internally at Gorilla, that there was a online MMO being made by a Korean team with a publishing deal with a, a Korean dev and that uh, there was a multiplayer Horizon game being developed at Gorilla as well. Uh, we got pretty much confirmation from PlayStation that these all exist through a series of very open and public job listings, like on their official <laughs> Twitter with official like lettering and marketing, like, like hey man, our, our special font and art and stuff like that of like jobs for this game. So this is just confirmation that they all exist. We also got some details on the MMO and the uh multiplayer game that they are indeed two separate games now the uh, Mm -hmm. multiplayer game is being made internally at the gorilla and the mmo which we thought was going to be part of the multiplayer game is going to be made by a separate dev team entirely the uh multiplayer game also is said to have a completely new different set of characters so it's going to be set in horizon world but it's not going to be following aloy in her uh i believe the term is hans but i haven't read the witcher in a while so a group of friends so that is the, uh, just confirmation on the horizon news.
1: I wonder how many people, I like guess it's a two player or a four player or live service, I guess they don't call them MMOs. Like a, uh,
0: like how many people can you run into? Like, a, uh, the division environment. I think it depends. It's like the the world is populated with, like, you know, a set number of people. But then I guess that's
2: like... Yeah, it's servers. Is that the game has multiple servers, and instances that operate on servers that, like, when you load in, you get put into an instance with a group of other people that are close to you and not in your server. Uh, I think the multiplayer game is... MMO, if... It's MMO rules when it comes to video games, so it's like you're probably going to have a giant, it's not an instance, it's a giant server with as many people that they can physically populate it without everything crashing and burning. The yeah. uh, multiplayer game is depends on what school of thought they're running on. Is this going to be strongly influenced by Monster Hunter? Then we're thinking of... 4v4 multiplayer, Mm. and those are the only characters you interact with beyond. I can't remember if Monster Hunter World, there was random people running around in your pub world. I don't think there was. So yeah, so it's just those four characters or are they going in a more streamlined class based? Okay, it's going to be 3v3.
0: Yeah. Is Monster Hunter going to work? I'm really hoping for the four-player co-op Monster Hunter game because, like... Why
1: would I want to... I mean, like, are, is it just going to be regular-ass people and they have weaker weapons than Aloys that so they're going to take forever to take down, like, a
0: Thunderjaw? Why the fuck would I want to do that? I think it's going to be, like, classic Wait, are we, can
2: play, are we playing the same game? Like, Aloys is good and <laughs> what she does, but she's, like, not this... Like, the only impossible thing she can do is the controlling monsters. With, actually, can't multiple people can do that. It's, like, the only insane, insane thing she does is have these master codes for, like, Gaia and stuff, For the rough part it's it's just weapons that he picks up if he knows how they're good. Weapons that you yeah. pick up from other cultures, like <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> as as in the game, it's like a car, you have like tar- uh, spear with like put.
0: I in the- get you. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, I'm this is mine is, now. Look, I made it.
1: <laughs> what I'm saying is, how much more are they gonna stretch out the big mob fights? The big, you mob know mob what I mean? Fights. Like a thunder or or the uh burrowing, whatever I don't remember what the hell. Oh, is. yeah,
0: I mean. I imagine. I imagine it would be a situation where you basically look at Endgame Aloy and you break out three or four classes from that, and then those are the classes you play with, you know, random characters they create for this game. And then when it comes to the, I don't think
2: you do a class based I think you, know. you do it like Monster Hunter, where it's just weapon based where yes, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant I meant weapon. That weapon yeah, yeah, chooses your play style and you go right. From there. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. And then in uh, terms of the i think if they if they plan to have this you know after horizon 2 we know that that screen printer thing still works and hades is taking the screen oh, printer,
2: right this, so yeah.
0: yeah so we're going to probably that, get
2: that's this, yeah. so you're probably going to get like they've all about said they're going to have new creatures and monsters in the design and the coolest yeah. part of horizon 2 is that it has all horizons monsters but then Double that in brand new monsters. So you're probably yeah. going to get more interesting and more dynamic like Monster Hunter S boss designs. Or even mm-hmm. yet, we're going to take old designs from the other games and just ramp them up and to make them more challenging encounters. Because until you get to end game, Aloy, most encounters with those type of bosses are, all right, this is a 20 to 30 minute fight because I got to figure out how to take this thing down. Yeah. Which is pretty yeah. much what a Monster Hunter Hunt is.
0: Oh, yeah. And as much as I loved Monster Hunter World, my biggest critique of it was just the controls. And because that was my first, like, mainline Monster Hunter game that I played, I wasn't familiar with, you know, the, the years of... of uh, improvements on the Monster Hunter controls. So I, just came, <laughs> yeah. so I just came to it. I was just like, I don't like any of this, but I'll this deal with it because I love the idea. Right? And they're like, man, <laughs> uh, you should have played the first one. <laughs> Look at this noob. <laughs> but yeah, Monster like.
2: Very much feels like just a heavier Souls game. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I really love the weight behind the weapons in Monster Hunter 2. So I'm really, really excited for this because I looked at Wild Hearts and I was like, oh, this looks cool. But I still have that hesitance because that's a new franchise. I don't know what those controls are or I look at Horizon. I know what Horizon is. I love how Horizon plays. And just to take that copy that paste this into this new like Monster Hunter game. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But that that's only if this whole thing is a Monster Hunter type game. If they do something crazy different and then it's like, oh, well,
1: it could easily just goes.
2: be a division game. True. True. Yeah, that's what True. I'm saying. It's yeah,
1: probably some shit like that. Yeah. But how do you stretch that out to have people playing for however long? Yeah.
2: I mean, Sony, the corporation, owns Bungie, who they tap to help with all their live service contracts. That's, out. A, good that's a good point.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point.
2: I just
1: can't fathom it. That's all. But yeah. I'm sure they'll come up with something. Or about to have a traveler in Horizon.
2: I, I will play this game. Like, I'm with yeah. you. I love Horizon. I will play this game till I get to the end game, and then I will jump ship because I have no interest in <laughs> forever grinding. Horizon. Con- yeah. yeah, grinding for forever yeah. Horizon content, running a raid. Like here's the thing: I already do that shit in Horizon Vanilla, and it's so frustrating. I'm not gonna do that in like.
0: <laughs> I fear you. I fear you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I, I'll you. check it out. I'll check it yeah. out. Yeah, but I think the the one thing that saddens me is that if they are looking for developers now mm-hmm. we're not getting this game for five years at least i, I mean six it, six i don't think five years i think maybe because they already have like a framework to work off of yeah so maybe this is a two 2024 years?
2: 2025 game yeah 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 Hopefully. and especially i think Hopefully 2024 right makes the most sense if i'm being honest uh if i'm Reading the tea leaves of Gorilla, and I could be speaking out of my ass. I think this is a project we've heard about all this year. This is a project is probably in the works around when Horizon One launched. I think if they had a team, like, because we know they're working on Horizon Three. Like, that's mm-hmm. another thing in this documentation that we know they're working on Horizon Three. And we also know they're working on a remake to Horizon One. And they're also working on this new multiplayer game. So, like, the team is pretty stacked stacked and stretched in a way that and with playstation support studios and things like that i'm pretty sure they have this stuff if i'm guessing that horizon one is the remake is coming next year that makes the most sense then I, if i'm playstation i want this game to be a 2024 2025
0: game yeah and then we would guess that like you know this year that playstation live service game will probably be factions
2: i mean Neil and Naughty Dog have all but said, hey, we're going to be talking about this game next year. Uh, yeah. It's been... One piece you
3: looked at me. Copped your head to the sides and I'm
2: angry. Last of Us was 2020, right? Last of Us 2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be about three years since that game came out. Uh, I, I'm of the mindset that that faction is both. Is firmly given a showcase next year and then is playable next year. I'm thinking like somewhere yeah. in the summer.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I think that
2: makes sense, yeah. Uh, yeah, our next story is, you're staying off Motaku. Uh This is from Kenneth Shepard. Spider-Man 2 comes through PS5 and 2023 Insomniac confirms. So uh, PlayStation has been both really quiet and really loud this year in terms of their first-party slate and what their future plans are. Uh, we've known what their 2023 was looking like since 2020 at this point. And... Yeah. They've been relatively quiet because they've been promoting both Horizon and then God of War. So the prevailing question for a lot of fans has been, what's going on with Spider-Man 2? Insomniac has literally said nothing since they showed off that first trailer. And uh, Insomniac all but confirmed in a PlayStation blog, hey, yeah, 2023, uh, fall. That's when we are coming out with Spider-Man 2. So this story is pretty much just encapsulating that, hey, you're going to Spider-Man 2 in 2023. So qu- I'm qu- with it. Yeah.
0: Definitely, definitely. I that's another game that I just can't wait. Like playing the first Spider-Man Midnight. And... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think I'll actually pre-order that before the day before it comes out. That's the kind of honor that I was. Very progressive game. of you, DJ. Thank you. You know, I'm. I'm trying my best and trying my best. You know, <laughs>
1: this fucker doesn't normally pre-order shit until 11:55. <laughs> What's the point, DJ?
0: What's the point? It's my own version of Dark Souls, you know what I mean? Hope the internet cuts out one day. <laughs> but yeah, like I am totally looking forward to uh, Spider-Man 2. Um yeah, yeah, so, you know, Fall can't come any sooner or maybe it can if depending on the the schedule of 2023, which is going to be stacked. But yeah.
2: Okay, cool beans. Are Our... Next story is, is more in line with our current activist in Blizzard v um, Microsoft, not v, X-Cross Microsoft uh, situation. This is a, sort of a tandem story, and it's just more, uh, more, I guess, noise has been shouted out to the ether about this story. So it's nothing major, but just whatever. Uh, so our first story is from BGC. This is from Jordan Midler. Uh, Call of Duty on Game Pass would have a notable impact on subscriber numbers analyst claims. Uh, so this story comes with the news that in another of its super big concessions to get this deal uh, passed through uh, regulators, that Microsoft has pretty much offered to have uh, put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. They're like, hey PlayStation, we will put this on PlayStation Plus. PlayStation has once again remained quiet about accepting this deal, uh, which is uh, it's pretty much because any acceptance of any one of these deals, if PlayStation aim is to stop this entirely, acceptance of any of these concessions now would be an acceptance of microsoft's biggest competitor being like okay with the deal in its entirety which is not a thing that playstation wants to do and everyone in their console warrior pitchfork just has to get over this at this point but yeah so what do you guys feel about the offer of Call of Duty on playstation plus <sighs>
1: um
2: i mean I
1: if it's there i already have playstation plus sure whatever i, I wasn't opposed to uh Buying Call of Duty if it looked interesting that year. I mean, I guess if it's on PlayStation Plus, it's quote unquote free. Even if it looks like a if it looks like a shit year, you know, I'll still try it. Kind of like how a uh, Cold War and Vanguard didn't do that well. I only played them because um I had access to them for free. Yeah. Um, if it goes to Game Pass, I guess I just ain't playing Call of Duty no more. I'm not that pressed to uh buy a whole ass system. That's not a system seller to me. It may be to yeah. some people if that's the only thing you play.
0: Or if you play it professionally, but uh, if
2: you play if you play it professionally, you're not playing it on console.
0: That's also true. Yeah. Oh yeah, PC. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel streamers. Like, then I should say, but go ahead, DJ. Yeah, yeah I, them putting it on PlayStation. You know, as a consumer, it's like, all right, cool, great. Like you're putting it on the console that I play on the the subscription service that I have. Thank you. Like, You know, that's fine. If they put it on Game Pass. That's going to be real hard for me. I mean, it would be a thing of I when it comes to the Call of Duty's, I I play the Sledgehammer games. I mainly play the Infinity War games. I don't play the Treyarch games. So it would be a thing that I return to, you know, every, you know three, three. Years. yeah yeah so it, it would be a weird I have a great relationship with Call of Duty anyways because I don't really engage with all the games just like the couple that I the, really the one that I really enjoy um, yeah I mean you know I feel like this is literally the last olive branch Microsoft can extend to PlayStation to get this deal to pass like after this point it's just like alright well I guess they know it's start. not an olive branch though it's an olive that's branch
2: my, that's my thing I, like, all we know is that they've offered to allow this game to be on PlayStation Plus. Are they offering it to be for free? Yeah, is, that's Does Sony cool. have to not pay them to put this on their prescription, subscription service? Or is Sony yeah. having to pay? And in that yeah. point, one of the big things that prevents games of any real value to of being on these subscription services, especially day one, is, like, how much it would cut into the actual sales, and thus yeah. the amount of money you would have to pay to actually get this on there. So like how much money are we talking about for Call of Duty, the best selling game to be on their platform? And then PlayStation Plus, let's just keep it a stack, is not a brand new game subscription service. Yeah. So it doesn't even fit their like Sony has built it as a sort of library and uh way of managing portfolios for for situations like these games no longer really have any real value brand new so we can put them here and you as a platform holder will extract more value than if you were just letting it sit down because we have to pay you a a certain amount so it's an interesting thing where i don't necessarily think is a good uh, from a pr standpoint is a fantastic deal for sony because it's like oh man we have call of duty and everyone can play it but it's like i'm also looking at it from like that would easily cut into the amount of money that Sony would make off Call of Duty because they're not getting mm-hmm. that $70 sale instantly and they're paying a large... It's
1: Or the cut of the microtransactions. Well,
2: the, they'll get the cut of the microtransactions. That's another hero there. Mm. But like, I don't know, because I'm not in the ecosystem, how much of Call of Duty's uh, revenue is microtransactions, especially with the way they release year after year, microtransactions yeah. for the ongoing game, or the $90 everyone pays up front.
0: Oh,
1: shit. No, they're making a gangbusters off of those COD points now with uh, Warzone and it carries over into the main game. Oh, really? I'm
2: counting Warzone as a separate thing.
1: Because it's going to be free to play, right?
2: Because Warzone wouldn't be on PlayStation Plus because it's a free game.
1: Yeah. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is the COD marketplace, anything you buy as far as my understanding, it applies to the main game as well as Warzone.
0: Mm. So it would benefit you know. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean... I am so when I when I mean by like last olive branch, I mean that I I feel like after this point, Microsoft, I mean they're also in a weird position because they can't just be like, all right, well, we tried the, the diplomatic approach with PlayStation, they can't just turn around and be like, all right, well, it's going to cost ninety dollars on PlayStation because that's not going to really do much for their case anyway. So it just it just gets really weird, and it's just I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but if it's free on PlayStation Plus, like that, that's fine with me. That works for me. <laughs> but I guess we'll see what happens.
2: Okay. Uh, there is a- another story that goes in concert with this, but I, I'll, I'll fucking go it. Let's go for it. We, we've got fucking mm-hmm. time. Uh, this is from IGN. This is from Ryan Dinsdale. Microsoft exec says Xbox activism deal is fair because PlayStation has way more exclusives. This story is only here to dunk on Microsoft. Because I think this is a cap statement that once again shows their ass in regards to how they've been fostering their teams for this long. But I want to be charitable about this conversation. But I'm going to, I'm going to, Jordan's not here to give his take on this. So take this with a grain of salt. But I think once again, this is a uh, mouthpiece thing designed to uh, set ablaze an argument that has no real bearing if you look at it from a real, a real understanding of the industry. yeah. Before that E3, I want to say 2018 or something, where they bought a bunch of studios, Microsoft had five development studios in-house. Mm-hmm. Right. They had Coalition, they had 343, they had Rare, uh, they had Mojang, and I think that's it. And a lot of their development was about we need to make everyone convinced that every game is a Microsoft game through just marketing and presence, which they succeeded on through the 360 generation. And then shit flipped, and then they were relying too heavily on two games, Gears and Halo, to sell, and weren't really diversifying yeah. their portfolio. Meanwhile, PlayStation well, Gears,
0: like, Halo, and um Forza, Forza, Forza
2: yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah, Forza, to diversify their portfolio. And we got to the midpoint, the PS4 generation, and All the work Sony, that one year we laughed where Sony put out 20 exclusives and that did nothing compared to like Gears 3, paid dividends when all those teams, all those things they fostered were able to give them banger after banger after banger and has created this weird thing where like now when people see PlayStation Studios in front of a game, there's a certain idea of quality of like what this exclusive is.
0: There's also the side of Microsoft or I guess Xbox 360 when they just dumped a bunch of money into Call of Duty. And, like, that was a third-party game that looked like it was a first-party thing for Microsoft. <laughs> and it's just hey. like, hey, like, you're reaping the rewards of what you sowed in the past, man. Like, this is this is the outcome.
2: Yeah. And like I said, me and Sean have talked about this. I don't agree with buying the industry in order to make up for your past mistakes, especially when people have been waiting for the last four to five years for all these studios that you've bought to come with the hits. And frankly... Yeah. With Game Pass, people are willing to give you the leeway to get those hits to come out. Just make those yeah. games. Why? Yeah. Why was fucking Ninja Theory's first game Bleeding Edge and not Hellblade?
0: Oh yeah. Oh man, I forgot about Bleeding Edge. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh.
2: Why are we waiting on Rare to put something out? Like just clarifies. That's
1: very games. upsetting that they bought Rare. And have done nothing but a Viva Pinata with them for the most
2: part. Rare was making fucking uh, avatars. That's what fucking Rare was doing for years. Jesus. Crazy B. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, this was a dunking story. But like, for reals, Microsoft, before you bought Bethesda and just like use Bethesda's clout to increase your portfolio, uh, when I say the clout, I mean like games like uh, uh, Deathloop and all the current Bethesda games that are coming out like Starfield you had like 16 or 17 studios that we're all just waiting for to start putting out hits still waiting.
0: Yep. And like, you know, it just goes into the idea that you can buy a studio fine, but you need talent in that studio really to produce anything of quality. So I think that's, what's really hindering them is that, yeah, they're buying these studios, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the, the talent that are, they might not be staying in the studios. They might be leaving be going yeah. different places. So on the outside it looks like oh yeah you have all these studios but on the inside it's like we we don't really have any solid ideas for the next um the sequel to like gears or whatever blinks to time cat well what the hell happened to blinks, blinks. i also <laughs> think that
2: a lot of their old ip because of the way they were handled no longer has the real juice Sure, that makes sense yeah But yeah, Yeah. that that was a weird story. Uh, It was just a filling time. DJ, we can move on.
0: (laughs) Well, hey there. Uh, Before we get into one of the bigger things that happened this week, do us a solid. Like this podcast. Like this YouTube video. uh, Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. If you are listening, please leave us a review. We need it, especially because it's getting colder at night, and your review will keep us warm and toasty. So keep us warm and toasty with your uh, lovely, lovely words and your five stars. Remember, you can't heat a house with one star. You can't. So give us five stars, please. All right. Uh, I think we can keep it pushing.
2: OK, cool, 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 cool. Uh, our next story is from Ijandis from Adam Bankhurst. Death Stranding movie in the works from Kojima Productions and Barbarians, Hammerstone Studios. So oh, um, just
0: also to amend this. Um, DS2 is officially Death Stranding 2, so
2: mm-hmm. there was
0: a whole thing that DS2 might be something different because Kojima can be Kojima at times, but he said it's Death Stranding 2, so it's been officially confirmed. Continue.
2: I don't consider that officially confirmed till we start seeing the actual marketing for this game. If oh. that makes sense, okay. Because like, because it, it's him having a translated conversation where he clearly did say the word Death Stranding, but yeah. like all the game's marketing still says DS2. DS2,
0: yeah. Uh, that's true. It could he's just he's, still be... Yeah, it uh, could
2: easily just be referring to Death Stranding 2 just to clarify what he's talking about because, once again, DS2 can mean Dark Souls 2, can mean a bunch of other things.
0: Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
2: But yeah. Oh yeah, so Art Imitating Life, Kojima is finally getting a movie adaptation of one of his works. We all were hoping for Metal Gear, if that movie ever gets off the uh, back burner. I just hope it's an actual big Hollywood blockbuster and not a Netflix production. That's all I'm asking for. That's <laughs> all I'm asking for. Don't let Netflix make this movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is as far as we can tell from uh have you guys seen Barbarian?
0: No, but I read up on it and it sounds real crazy.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if this movie was coming from the Barbarian director, I'd be more interested in this end goal. But yeah. I'm I have a little faith in that studio because of how insane of a movie Barbarian is. Mm-hmm. So if they can keep that energy into Death Stranding, uh the film, I will be super excited. Yeah. I'm more interested in you could easily cut Death Stranding and like make it a more palatable two hour, two and a half hour movie. You could easily mm-hmm. do that. Yeah a lot of the actual quests, like three or four of the chapters are just you hanging out with brand new characters and learning those stories, which you don't necessarily need to do if the narrative is based entirely on the Sam Porter producer characters. So there's so much you can do to make that a more streamlined narrative. My only question is, what are we doing with casting? Because this is very right. much uh, the thing where like me and Marcus have kicked around casts for various video game productions over the, the last couple of months. And my big thing with Death Stranding is that I could see a brand new cast, but I also think, in the greater scheme of things, for the most part, most of the core cast should be the actors from That Would be cool, yeah. But it also depends on how you're trying to sell this movie. If it's from Hammerhead Studios, I, they're not a big budget production kind of a studio where like we're trying to get like blockbuster uh, things. So like, this is not a situation where we're going to remove Norman Reedus for like fucking Chris Pratt or some bullshit. They're not that type of studio, <laughs> but like if you're trying to make this a big movie, that's what you're going to have to do, because Death Stranding is already a weird enough production that you, I don't think it can be sold on Mormon Reed as its lead.
0: Mm. The, the hope would be for all of the major people in Death Stranding, including Jeff Keighley, will make an appearance in the actual <laughs> movie itself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, would you, would you watch it? Sean, would you watch it? I mean, DJ has already watched
0: it, but yeah, I did. I, I, I would watch it. Hey, look, I would check it out. I will watch Death Stranding twice again.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it, it would it would be really cool to see a Kojima, you know, product become an actual like in theaters movie. So, who would you want to direct this?
2: Uh, do you want me to be theorist? Yeah. I give me a second, cause I, like I said, I already me and Marcus are already have a cast for a Death Stranding movie already fucking <laughs> worked out. I was
0: gonna say Kojima himself a direct <laughs>
2: I'm gonna like, I'm gonna send you a link. Send it, and then I just need you to put this on screen
1: I think somebody did this with a uh, Parasite Eve, and I got excited, like, oh shit. <laughs> And then I realized, oh, this is a me and Marcus a, found
2: this. Well, I found this website. And me and Marcus have been living in it vicariously for the last half a year. That is a perfect casting website for if you want to make casts for various fan casting things. My only real issue is that the it doesn't do a good job of getting into the minute details of like casting, and that uh, you like you
1: can't put why basically.
2: Well, no, not not even the why. You can easily put the why. You can put a comment. This is why I'm casting this person. But I'm like, uh, no, it doesn't do the uh. How do I say this? Like, if I'm looking to cast an Asian actor, I can't find an Asian actor who speaks English who is the ethnicity of a type of Asian that I want to find, if that makes sense. Like, if I type in Asian, it's going to list me all the Asian actors, regardless of where they're from. And it's really hard to, like, slim that down into reasonable uh, lists, if that you. makes sense. Because okay. I'm very much the type of person where, like, if I'm casting someone for a Chinese movie, I want to cast a Chinese cast. I don't want yeah. to have a random Filipino person here.
1: Brad Pitt and Scar right there. What are you talking <laughs> about, man?
2: I'm playing a Chinese person when I can find a Chinese actor.
1: They have bills to pay. <laughs> they got mouths to feed.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. The last Samurai. Right, so... Was that Brad Pitt? Who was that?
2: That was Tom Cruise.
0: Tom, okay. Uh, Okay, so we're going to have to improvise because um, scrolling doesn't work too well in the OBS thing. So Okay, cool, cool,
2: cool, cool. So I'm just going to go through how, like, in my head when I was doing this talk experiment at the beginning of the year, or the first I thought of what I was thinking of, I'm like, okay, if we're going to the director, this is Denny Villeneuve. If we can't get Nicholas Winding Refn, who's in the game as a director for this, I'm thinking Denny Villeneuve. Everyone knows who knew he did Dune. He did uh, Blade Runner 2044. Mm, He's okay. capable of doing small introspective stories as well as big budget blockbusters that no one will watch but are small introspective stories. Uh, Sam porter Bridges. I like Norman Reedus, but like as an actor, <laughs> he doesn't really excite me. And if you kind of want to do more with the Sam character, you could probably... I'm thinking of a... Jake Gyllenhaal type. If you want more of an acting crowd mm-hmm. for this, he also works a lot with Denny Villanu. So like that works out. Or if we're really being, this is a personal thing for me. I, I'm a big fan of Charlie Hunnam. I think he doesn't get enough work. Charlie Hunnam people might know him from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, uh okay. Fragile is a situation where like I think you should cast Leia to do. I think that's a character who one for one should be that character. But if you really want to fuck around and play around, I think Anna de Armas is having a good year ignoring her Marilyn Monroe movie. So I'm like, you put her in this movie as fragile and you get the same sort of effect of that character. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen has to play Cliff. That is, I have others for that. Not like negotiable. You, I, you, <laughs> yeah. you could probably put a Vigo Mortensen there, but like, I think Mad just kills that role. Uh, Amelie, uh, a.k.a. Bridget Stan, is weird because like, it's an older actress using video game magic to be play a younger version of herself but as a major fan of tron legacy i don't think we should go down the role of having a aged character for that long in the narrative process so i think we should just do the young actress old thing and i'm, I'm a margot robbie fan so like i think that would work and that, that would also give you some clout mm. dead man you can cast via Vill- uh wow viola de toro but like He's not actually voicing Dead Man in the game. So, like, that's a performance that you have to get out of Guillermo that I'm not necessarily sure you can. So, I'm saying Mark Addy, everyone you might know Mark Addy from, he's Robert Rathman from Game of Thrones. I think okay. he can really do really good, to do that. I, I'm not good enough on my uh, Hispanic actors to get a one for one in terms of Guillermo, but I think Mark Addy can do the same role. Die Hard Man. Tommy Earl Taylor fucking kills it. He can easily do it. The character's in the mask. So it doesn't really matter. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have him listed here, but Tommy Earl Taylor could definitely do it. But if you're not doing him, Lenny James is pretty good. Do Lenny James.
0: <laughs> uh, I ain't mad at it. Uh, That's Morgan uh, from Walking Dead.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mama. Uh, Margaret Qualley, 100%. She just put her in one-for-one one with that character. I think Margaret Qualley is a... Small enough actor that can easily slide off one for one, and she's big enough that it, it works. Um, Hartman is hard because, like, once again, he's an actor. Nicholas wiley Reffin plays the character in the game, but only the face. There's another actor doing uh, the Hartman role, so you have to figure out someone else. Pick an actor, baby. I don't really care. It's just, <laughs> like, just they're gonna serve a minor role in this. But I, I my, my point with Jesse Williams. Uh, Higgs Monaghan, that's played by Troy Baker. I love Troy, but I haven't seen Troy in live-action thing since ever. So I'm yeah. thinking you get a, an actual actor. And I'm thinking uh, Wyatt Russell. I'm thinking Wyatt Russell can do that sort of – either him or Boyd Holbrook could do the job that Higgs does. And that's he was great. in
0: something recently.
2: It kept, he was uh, John Walker.
0: There we go. Yes, U.S. Yes. agent. Yes, 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 yes.
2: And that was my, oh. in my head, oh. casting for this Death Stranding movie. Yeah. If they were going that way. Like they are not going to keep the exact same cast of the games. These are my ideas. Okay,
0: it's a pretty good, pretty good list. I am mad at it.
3: Yeah, yeah. send okay. it. Okay. <laughs> right, <laughs> <Hey, yo>,
2: Kojima. <laughs> okay, and our last story is from Kotaku.com. This is uh by John Walker. So, put you with this? That was not a segue. Uh. <laughs> The next and Biggest Tomb Raider to be delivered by Amazon. So, Square Enix sold off Crystal Dynamics in Eidos Montreal and uh, and then the other Idol studio. Uh, so I can't remember what it's called. They sold it to yeah. the Embracer group. Oh. And the Embracer's only big AAA game this year was Saints Row, and that game was not good. Reportedly, was not good. I haven't played enough of it to make an actual judgment call. That being said, the... Our prologue I played was not good. Yeah. So in a surprising piece of information, you all assume that, that Embracer came out and said that we're going to be working to bring back a lot of their uh, crystal dynamics and idols to old properties that they haven't been able to work through at Square, so things like Tomb Raider, things like Deus Ex, License of Kane, all that, uh, Soul Reaver and all that. And so we all assumed that they would be making, they would be publishing the next Tomb Raider game. Turns out they're not amazon has stepped in with their war chest of amazon money to be like hey we will publish this game which means to me that they're also going to help with the development fund for this game so it doesn't sound like it's going to get the embracer double a let's stretch this to triple a budget and get an actual like real budget because one thing regardless of amazon as a entity From a production standpoint, they don't skimp out financially on any piece of content they work on. If they put their name on it, they want everyone to see the money that went into that. Yeah. Money thrown
1: at it doesn't mean quality though.
2: It well doesn't it'll it'll
1: look good as hell, I'm sure.
2: But uh, use my counter to what you just said, because I I get your point. But embracer money versus Amazon money is a very different uh, understanding of quality, if that makes sense.
1: I understand, but I mean, what all-star devs are you bringing in to make sure that a game?
2: It's the same. It's from what I can tell. It's the same team who made the last couple of Tomb Raider games. And while I have qualms with the actual middle game, uh, they did and yeah. how sort of back to basics, boring kind of was. It is a video game as video game of significant quality. So it's that team making this game, but now with an actual budget and not like embracer being like, I. Right, that's. Let's tune down the graphics a bit. That's run yeah. on switch.
0: I mean, that's definitely interesting. I, that's I think that's giving them probably the best shot in their situation right now. So the hope is that you know this turns out of quality, and I really hope that that is the case because I think they probably need a win. I think Embracer needs a win. and I think Amazon needs a win. So <laughs> this is like Embracer needs a win. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm rooting for them. Um, so I think recently in the news, Amazon has been doing this route of publishing games because mm-hmm. this is a, a quick side note. But um, a, a free to play game called Blue Protocol, which was shown a long time ago, that kind of came back, is also being published by Amazon for the States. So it's actually kind of interesting to see Amazon kind of not necessarily switch up, but like take the side of like, oh, we can. We can use the money to publish stuff and that can get our names into the game industry. So, did they develop to New World internally?
2: I think so. I believe so. I yeah. believe New World is an Amazon. I know it's an Amazon published game. I think it is an Amazon Studios game.
0: Yeah. Hmm. All right. They tried it once and realized, ah. I
2: mean, games. New World, as far as I can tell, New World just stumbled. It came out of the gate really promising and just stumbled as a live service. MMORPG in a world <sighs> where Final Fantasy and World Warcraft exist.
1: They didn't take into account economy apparently because people have been doing some
3: shady shit.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know what? They probably did take account economy, but they didn't take it as serious as they needed to. Because That's it right. is really easy to be like, ah, we'll just have these currencies. They work. They work code-wise, but then think of like, oh, no, people could actually take advantage of the system. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. so just to clarify, uh, Amazon Games Orange County is who developed New World. They also, in in line with the sort of Tomb Raider project, they also worked with Smilegate, which, if I remember, are the Crossfire team, to put out Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> Lost Ark, as far as I can tell, is still a profitable sort of like ongoing game in its genre.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Poor man.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: Um... Well, that is it for the gaming news. Before we jump into what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. Hey there. Have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressx2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. And we are back back now it's time for us to talk about the games we have been playing avery you have jumped into a new update for a good oldie i don't know man what's your three update. how's that so, going
2: Oh, uh, not well and this is me shitting on playstation right now and talking oh, no. about how great smart delivery is so unfortunately oh, no. jordan isn't here no, what I'm going to say is, I really wish we could exist in a world where we just stop getting old games updated to new consoles. Okay. Mm. Like, it feels like we should be gone, like, from this era, what, or three, four years to this new generation, but we're not. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people are still trying to do this stuff, and for the most part, it's whatever.
1: I mean, uh, they want sure so, money for minimal effort. So,
2: so, like, that being said, I never finished the second Witcher DLC, so I wanted to hop in. And play that the updated thing, and immediately you can tell how the update like they updated the uh, the splash art key art for the actual like games icon in the PlayStation Store. So there are two different icons for the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five version. The PlayStation really? Five version has a more high definition version of Geralt on it, denoting how better it looks. But when you get into the game, it's only a minor tweak. Like this uh... isn't a like leap in graphical quality this is a Probably remastered touch-up yes remastered touch-up of a situation so first mm-hmm. things first they have cross progression so i one yeah. i bought the dlc heart uh blood and wine for like nine it's on sale right now i think it was like 13 mm-hmm. something dollars so i bought that and i had the witcher on disc so i had to pop it in the disc version download that and I think because I had the disc version, I can only play the new next gen version with mm-hmm. a disc. Which Oh my gosh. Which we'll see if that pisses me off or not. But as of <laughs> right now, it's 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 fine. But first I had to download the old game. I had to re-download all the uh assets that I had the last time I played it on PS4. Yeah, and then I had to cause like if you if you attempt to load it without them, they say like, hey man, you don't have these fifteen things, so you can't load your save. Oh my god!
1: Mm. And then I and had I know, to. And I know you don't have the fastest internet.
2: Actually, it was like uh, de- downloading the DLCs was actually a lot quicker than downloading the actual game itself. Like, cause, cause I had to make sure I played the four version of the game on console to get the actual cross progression to work. And then I had to hop into the game, link my Epic my uh, my Gog account to my PlayStation account so I can upload my save data from my PS4 version to my PS5 version. And I also had Cyberpunk through Gog, so I thought, oh, I already have a GOG account. Turns out I don't because I bought Cyberpunk on the Epic Game store. So like I don't oh So I had to make a new GOG account. And
1: Gog is good old games for those who are like I'm calling
2: L2. it Gog. No one needs to know. It's... So <laughs> I had to download that. Long story short, I finally get the PS5 version running, and I spend about an hour trying to figure out why my save data from my PS4 version just isn't just auto populating on my PS5 version. Oh my and so I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I spent about five minutes playing the Witcher Three, <laughs> and I was the PS4 version. That's this entire journey right here.
0: I'll okay. hopefully
2: be able to continue my Witcher journey next week. I just want to give a uh, a rundown of just like, man, maybe Smart Delivery wasn't a joke.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm currently showing um some footage from the the next gen update and looking at it it looks like how i remember witcher 3 was when i was playing it yeah your, your so imagination filling the gaps exactly yeah yeah so it's it's that cool thing of like oh yeah this looks exactly how i remember it and i'm pretty sure it didn't look like this when we first played it so yeah that's that's cool um i <sighs> I don't I don't think I will be returning it. I really liked Witcher 3 and I really enjoyed it. I never beat it. I got like up to a certain point and I was like, all right, I've I've played enough of this game to know, you know, my mm. feelings on it. And it's just it's a good game. It's a really good game. Yeah. I, was, I just um, don't think I'm in the space to like return to it right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've I'm in a down period before I can- Get into my backlog, so it's one yes. of the things that I want to definitely get down this DLC over the next week and just get out of my mind, so I can just delete Witcher from my mind. Uh, yeah. But I was of the group; I think it was on the podcast. Well, yeah, I was, I was definitely on the podcast, and I was on the mindset the Mel Gear Five was a better game because Mel Gear Five didn't have a story, so it lost to the Witcher Three. And just going back and replaying Witcher Three, I'm just like, man, yeah, this is definitely an old ass game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play The Witcher Three,
0: uh, Sean?
1: Uh, apparently I'm still in the, uh, the, uh, uh, tutorial mode. I think we were looking for like a Griffin or some shit. I don't know. And I just kind of went off the rails of just looking for those (laughs) shrines. I think that you could like, uh, you know, upgrade your power. I I didn't play enough of it to even explain what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) it was cool, but it did not grab me. And yeah. Yeah. I, I may return to it at some point. I, I don't know. In,
2: infamously, on this podcast in its early days, me and Marcus would be in love with The Witcher, and uh, Cam would be pissed off that the game existed. So we had Marcus <laughs> put in The Witcher theme music every time we mentioned <laughs> The Witcher.
0: <laughs> Press X's first meme. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so true. Um, all right, well, uh, what's the next game you've been playing, Avery? Oh,
2: is actually, I working just, for you. Oh, uh, it's just me in love with Marvel's Midnight Suns. holy shit the gameplay of that game is so fucking fun it's not much has changed from my last thing is that like every character mechanically feels like it's a card game but every character feels so mechanically different and operates under different strategies that like it's hard to just blind brute force this game
0: okay Mm because it like requires strategy
2: it requires strategy and it requires there are some raw like actual hard requirements on like what type of cards you can have in your deck for every character so it's not like you can just spam seven attack cards it's like nah mm-hmm. you have to pick four of your best attack cards and then you have to have x y and z other cards in your deck so it forces you to balance things out but that encourages you to think about strategy in regards to card placement once again characters are all super fun uh I finished exploring the uh, open world section of the game. And once again, I still don't understand why this is in the game and why it needs to be in this game. It doesn't really add anything to the gameplay of the the main gameplay of the game beyond just being a thing you can do in between missions. Uh, I find the Hunter incredibly boring. And I find that, I know people have complained about this and I understand why it's a thing, but I find a lot of the conversations that you have with Marvel characters in the game, are fun up until it comes clear that the game wanted to have like deeper friendship routes for all these characters that like oh. even like persona S romance routes and they really can't go that way because yeah. a these are established characters with established like binaries of like sexuality things like that and your hunter can be a whatever you want and i guess they didn't want to i'm pretty sure you can even switch gender on the floor, maybe i'm not sure and they didn't want to do like uh fucking deal with, like, people being angry that they can't romance Spider-Man as their male (laughs) hunter or some bullshit. Mm. Uh, it's, it's weird and, like, there's also the age difference things like, there's a line in the game to explain to you that a bunch of the characters are over 20 years old because you just assume they're teenagers (laughs) because of the way the game treats them as teenagers.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) Hey, don't worry. You're over the illegal
2: age. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I, uninterested in the Hunter beyond their macro gameplay, if that makes sense. Like they are a beast in the game in terms of like, if you play their character, they're capable of healing, they're capable of of, uh, crowd control, they're capable of doing insane amounts of damage and they have all these interesting cards that you can work with. They have the most cards of any character, but I just like, I want to play with my favorite characters. My favorite character isn't the Hunter who's just like made up character I will never think about ever again when this game ends. (laughs) <laughs> so shout out to uh, my team of Captain America, Spider Man, Nico Minoru, Magic, and Ghost Rider—the only five characters I play as in this game.
0: How how far would you say you're in that game?
2: I'm literally at the end of the game. I have oh, one okay. new section. I have four story missions to do to get to the yeah. actual game's ending, and that's about okay. it. Right now, I'm okay. just uh, how would I say uh, I'm procrastinating because I just want to enjoy playing the game.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Like whenever you're in that point, it's like I'm at the end, but I'm going to do some more stuff before like, I, get I got
2: there. a yeah. brand new character who I'm not going to spoil, even though they're in all the marketing material. So you can tell which character I'm getting. And they're the only character of the ones I, I'm actually in love with. I haven't gotten their are like Midnight Sun's armor and special move okay. for. So yeah. that's yeah.
0: Okay. I was going to I was going to ask, like, has there been a big surprise for you while playing the game?
2: No. I mean, okay. in terms of a Marvel story, they've anchored this entire story on a character I don't give a shit about. So like, right. I, I can't even like be interested in like their plot in the narrative, and then the narrative yeah. in itself just feels super weird. Where it's like, oh no, I think it's even weirder than Avengers, uh, where it's like Avengers at least made sense. Where like AIM is like this positive influence in the world, so like the Avengers yeah. are sort of like dealing with them. That's why they're not organized front. But this is like, this is a world the X Men exist, the Avengers exist. And the Midnight Suns exist. How the fuck did Hydra and Lilith just sort of take over the world in the way they've done here? Without any active like confrontation Resistance. with any of the yeah. world's heroes? Like, yeah. where is Thor? <laughs> <laughs> like fuck Hydra. Where is Thor? <laughs> the game also does the weird thing where it, the game's narrative is canon to Marvel Comics, but then it's not in some weird places. Like this is a mm. world where apparently Avengers versus X Men happened, except the Scarlet Witch has a completely different origin, so she wouldn't be involved in that event in that way. But all the characters—it's like, weird.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm loving the game. It's it's yeah. it's slowly creeped onto my top five this year, and oh, it's purely wow. because of its gameplay.
0: Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Um So, Genshin Impact, guys, as I mentioned before. Uh, Genshin Impact was going to do this whole card game thing and it was like oh that's interesting didn't expect that to happen they released it and
1: is it everything you
0: wanted and more? So here's the thing right Marvel Snap right Marvel Mm -hmm. Snap is an amazing card game I am in love with Marvel Snap I've never been in a situation where I've had to play two different card games at the same time And as much as I love Genshin Impact and love, um, you know, existing in that world, the card game, I think, is cool. It's kind of simple, but it's also complex in that the elemental reaction system in Genshin Impact also exists in the card game. So that that adds a level of complexity to the card game that I like, but... Because I have to play it on co- I mean I guess I could download it on my phone and play the card game on my phone. Marvel Snap is just, you know, that that's that's where I am with my my card game life. But I do respect the fact that they actually went through pulled out a it's a permanent game in the Genshin Impact game now and it's really enjoyable. So essentially the the cards themselves are like all of the quote unquote main characters in Genshin impact. So it's not only the characters that you can play, it's also some of the like popular NPCs and the actual battle system is like it starts off with like, you have two main cards that are your attack cards and you have a bunch of supporting and like item cards that you can add to those cards to attack your opponent. Yeah. So each of the attack cards have your different elements in the game and like the game, if you combine, like, Hydro with Electric, you do, like, a swirling, like, a synergy attack with that. So it works like that with the cards. So that stuff is really cool. Like, if you know Genshin Impact, like, you immediately know, like, oh, okay, this combo is going to do, uh, you know, more damage. And, like, everything is is detailed in the actual cards and stuff. So it's really cool. It's really enjoyable. But, man. Marvel Snap. Like I can't get that out of my head. So playing this game, I'm just like, ah, I could just be playing Marvel Snap right now. You Maybe know? I'll revisit Marvel Snap. I only played the uh yeah. tutorial and never Ugh. went back to it. Oh. Marvel Marvel Snap is my Gundam for my phone. Like I I I love that game so much. And I haven't I haven't spent anything on any of the uh, you know, package that you can get for the game because I, I just haven't need to. But yeah. Um that's Genshin Impact. It's really cool. Um, you know, props to them for doing that. It's a really good game. And it, you know, it's something you can just do while you're not playing Genshin. Uh, the other game, Pokemon Violet. I am about 90% way done with the mainline quest. So that's collecting the gym badges, that's doing the Titan Pokemon stuff, and that's doing the Operation Starfall stuff. Yeah. I am very actually impressed with the story in this game. Cause Oftentimes, when I think of Pokemon story, it's really just, oh yeah, you get the gym badges, there's like a sort of world-ending event that you have to stop with your cool Pokemon, and then, you know, everything's okay, and you just just keep on pushing. Like, there's more of a personal story with the different characters in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet that you're dealing with, and you are kind of getting the sense, because everything essentially revolves around the school and you get different sides of the school by doing the different, um, the different paths. You're your, your finding your treasure. And it's just been really refreshing to have a different take. And on top of that, like the actual bones of this game is just, just great. The graphics itself... It's a problem. It's a problem. I've gotten to the point where I've seen a lot of the issues that people say in terms of, oh, this game looks ugly. I really haven't had any bugs in particular. I've had like probably one other crash from the last time I've talked about this. But in terms of the style of the game, I, I definitely get the sense that they prioritized Like, you know, draw distance. They prioritize getting everything in versus everything Mm -hmm. looking good. And even when you are in the tunnels and like in the caves and stuff, that doesn't necessarily look good. And you can tell there was a lot of first times in this game. And I think that's something that, you know, you can legitimately ding them on. It's just like there should have been more more effort put into this. But overall loving the game. Um so as I mentioned my aka, there was a weird like hip hop thing that happened with one of the gym leaders that I didn't expect. And <laughs> it looked like there was a rap battle that happened <laughs> like it's very much just like what is going on in this game right now? I'm actually Are gonna you choosing play bars. No, n- Are well fighting like a s- ball hall. Right. <laughs> So I'll actually play the clip right now. But um, there's an option when you get to a gym leader to be like, do you want to have a rap battle or do you want to have a Pokemon battle? And I said Pokemon battle, and I totally regretted that because I wanted to see what the rap battle was actually going to, you know, amount to. But, like, I... You knew your bars was weak. There was no point in you competing, huh? (laughs) Right. All my talent went to my Pokemon, not my character myself. I probably would have lost the rap battle. (laughs) A sucker MC, whack <laughs> rapper. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I've been having a, a great time in Pokemon and like-
2: People be complaining about representation in Pokemon and then they give you the most authentically black character of all time, and it's just like, no. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
0: I absolutely love the design. Oh, okay, so this, in the video that I posted, the person also chose gym battle, not rap battle. So we'll never know what happens with the rap battle. But yeah, like I, I absolutely love her design because her she's the 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 ghost gym leader, mm-hmm. and there's nothing about her that says I am the ghost gym leader. It is a black elderly lady with a backwards hat. She has locks. She has one lock that comes out of the front of the hat, and it comes all the way down to like her stomach. And at the end of the lock, it is like braided out into a hand. I'm not sure why that's a hand, that's but a then hand. she wears a, a pin- you know what? You know what, Sean? I think you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, how hilarious would it off. be if nobody picked the right battle? And <laughs> right? even more
1: hilarious if you have some of the right playing, and they're just like, God damn it! They're putting all this woke shit in my Pokemon. Why do they always gotta put politics in? Them? You know, <laughs> right.
0: Just, somebody just going off. Oh my gosh! But yeah, I am. I'm loving that game. Uh, Shreen. A.K.A. my wife, she has beat the game and she's doing the uh, the end game content. And like, apparently there's just so much to do in that as well. And there's like just more secrets in the game. It's great. Um, Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for Pokemon. And the last thing I want to talk about real quick was Forspoken. As I said last week, I was going to spend more time in this game. I have. I'm not sold on it. I think. Um, I've actually sat and like looked more so into the spells and, and all the stuff. I think for me, the fundamental moving and dodging just doesn't feel good to me. I yeah. feel like I haven't found a way to like dart around. I feel like you dodge once and there's like almost a cooldown where you're kind of like walking or something, and it just it just doesn't doesn't work for me. What was cool though was at the end of the demo, they're like, "Hey, look." There's a super strong boss character uh, animal thing you can fight. Go over there and go fight it. Good luck. I went over there, I fought it, I died. And I was like, it's not bad, it's not bad. Let me try this again. I spent like five minutes, mm, ten minutes fighting this thing, died every time. Hadn't beaten. I was like, "Ah, that's cool. Keep it moving now. Now I'm curious to see if I can go beat it so I could just be like DJ is trash. Hey, more power to you. I was stringing together all the magic stuff. And it was just doing chip damage to the thing. I was just like, am I missing something? Like, is there like an elemental, like, ele- environment reaction you can do? There, to there's like, probably an element that they just didn't give you that he's weak, to. Yeah. And they just yeah. want to mess with you. Show you that. Like, hey, look, we got Dark Souls bosses in here. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. uh, To wrap this up, Sean, what have you been surviving in? You're not
1: cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So as they announced at the Game Awards, Vampire Survivor was a free on mobile. And uh, I had read articles about it, little snippets Mm -hmm. about it beforehand. And I was eh, curious, but I don't play games on PC like that. I have a Mac and, you know, sure, I could spin up a virtual instance in the Mac, you know, to play Windows games. Right. Because I think I have it dual booted to play like Valorant. But I mean, it's a hassle. Um, Playing it on the phone. It's an interesting little uh, time waster. I'm not sure if it's one for one on the PC if you're literally just walking around and it's auto attacking. But with this, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's compatible if you like plug in a controller on your phone. I feel like that would make it slightly more enjoyable just because I don't like touchscreen controls. But um, yeah. you're pretty much just walking around and slicing and dicing stuff up. Um. You pick up little currencies or whatever the hell you call it and an and upgrade window appears and you choose to upgrade, what have you. You collect currency, you can upgrade certain aspects of yourself before you even jump into the game. But um that's a nice little time waster. You're just walking around and things are coming from all sides of the screen trying to
0: kill you. Yeah, that's that's one of the games that like I've just heard about like here and there throughout the year. It's like, oh yeah, I should definitely try that. I should definitely try that. Never tried it, mainly um, because the same issue you had—like it was on PC—and I don't necessarily do PC games.
1: I, um, this is, I, I guess, an, a horde mode or a variant of a bullet hell game, but I'm really just interested in seeing, uh, like the upgrades. Like I'm, I'm a fan of the top-down shoot 'em ups, and you know, uh, like Binding of Isaac type stuff or the spaceship games from back in the day where. You can upgrade your arsenal to an insane amount of shit that you're just shooting out on the screen, and that's really what yeah, I'm playing this yeah. to see how far it goes because I like those type of games.
0: Yeah, like um, I, I've I've seen runs where yeah. people were literally just not moving and like stuff was just, just obliterating all around them. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoy seeing stuff like that.
1: Um, yeah. I finished Callisto Protocol, the Callisto Protocol, and um, <laughs> I felt like uh. For everybody who watches uh family guy, and I think Peter was doing the news at one point. He's like, you know what really grinds my gears? And Lois goes like
0: oh my god, he said it. He said it! <laughs> like
1: there's a point where <laughs> the fucking warden in the game was like activate Callisto Protocol. It's just like oh wow. Okay, <laughs> <just> really? <laughs> <just fucking> really <laughs> this so corny. Um uh, that final boss was very frustrating just because the game is so dark, and that was even after me turning up the brightness. I didn't realize there was a cornucopia of resources just spread around the room to help you. Granted, you never got a real chance to touch them because I don't think there's a point where the boss actually stops to give you time to even pick up and sort through anything unlike uh, the two-headed boss where you knock it down and you have a chance to heal it, whatever. Yeah. Um. The game is too dark. The uh, combat was ambitious, but ultimately flawed. And uh, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with the second story. Um, mm. Would I buy the second game? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, they'd have to improve on some things. But it was a. I wouldn't say it was a total waste of money, but uh, I, I would have rather played Dead Space. OK, if you would rate it out of 10s. I give it a six or seven. There are a lot of people on Reddit throwing themselves on a knife, or you know, throwing themselves in front of the, you know, in front of the gun, get down with the president style. Like they're just trying to deflect all criticism on the uh, game. Like, you guys just aren't playing it right, or you aren't understanding what they're going for. And it's just yeah. like, nah, man. This sh- I've been playing games in a long time. This shit is heavily flawed. Yeah, even in terms of survival horror.
0: Um, but yeah that's what I've been playing okay well that's the games we've been playing hope you enjoyed that and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Press X Start Podcast make sure you do the thing we've always asked you to do which is like the video if you're watching on YouTube subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell if you are listening we ask that you please leave us a review to keep us warm at night um Our plan is to have, uh, you know, some content for you to keep you warm over the break because it's break time for the industry. So, you know, there might not be much news unless something happens. That's huge. That surprises everyone. And everyone has to get back on their computers and do some stuff. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, you keep playing games. You have safe. You take care. and, And you enjoy the holidays if you celebrate if you don't you know just enjoy the time yeah have some have some hot cocoa all right bye